welcome to today's podcast. I'm very excited to introduce to you Jackie Lane. Jackie is the bookadvisor.com.au. I met Jackie through publishing my own book. I would never have published my book without Jackie's help. So it is with great honor that I introduce you to Jackie. She has interviewed over 900 Australian business people, published over 400 business books. She's written over 19 books herself and 100 articles. She's one of Australia's leading business historians, having researched and written books for the Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, Amcor, Clean Away, Woolworths, Patrick's, Peter Lemon Wines, Wilson Transformers, and the Asia Centre Foundation. There is nothing about the writing, editing, production, publishing, and selling of business books around the world that Jackie doesn't know. She really understands how to take the idea of a business book and guide business owners, company directors, and professionals through the whole process to create a business book i've been through this process with her she's an amazing lady she's got a great story to share here i really think you're going to enjoy this podcast with jackie lane as the guest so jackie um thanks so much for joining the podcast today i'd like to ask this question first if you can tell me tell me a bit about your story a bit of my story. Well, I'm, a, I'm an Australasian, so I was born and grew up in New Zealand, and you can't already tell. And I moved to Australia in uh, very early 1987, which just happened to be about eight months before the first major stock market crash, actually in October. Mm. And I was commissioned by the Stock Exchange to research and write a book on the history of entrepreneurship. So that was a super interesting time to be running around Australia interviewing all of Australia's leading entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so I did that book, published that, and set up a publishing company to do it. And I've basically been in the business book publishing space pretty much ever since. So there you go. Wow. Well, that's, uh, it's, 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 um, it's fascinating. Like, you know, I've got to know you over the last couple of years and you've been super helpful with me and, and, and getting me across the line and writing a book. And, you know, the website says you've interviewed over 900 Australian business people and pu- helped publish over 400 business books. So, and you've written 19 books yourself. Um, there must be a favourite. Like, what, what's the best book or the, your, your favourite book over, to, over, all these, over all these years of experience? Oh, wow. Um, um, well, I've got to say that my favourite book to research and write was, was the first one that I wrote. Um, and... And so of the ones that I've written, um, that was called Champions of, Champions of Enterprise. And, and it really was a look into entrepreneurship generally and what makes an entrepreneur. Um, and as I said, I got to, to interview, you know, a whole range of different people there and I learned a lot from them. Um, what's the favourite book that I've published? Oh, they're all my favourites. You can't have a special child. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> All right, I won't, is that I won't a hold dip- you to it. Is that I won't, a diplomatic answer? <laughs> I won't hold you to it. I'm not expecting to say mine. No, you know. No. <laughs> well, the favourite book I've ever read would have still have to be um, A. A. Milne and Winnie the Pooh. There you go. Yeah. Um, I love Winnie the Pooh. Um, grew up with books, and that was one of my favourites. And um, I still have my original editions. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so, got, um, yeah. yeah. So it's probably not the answer you were expecting. No, no, no. It's a it's a great answer because I think sometimes um, some of those um, 
some of those books that we read when we were younger stay with us. And um, you know, having going through um, a lot of books now with my own children, how much you enjoy that reading those books again, and the stories within them are quite amazing. They're not always just you know you don't realise when you're a child how amazing these stories are. And I think that's quite right. Now my son's now twenty six, but I remember when he was you know little, I just I had so much pleasure revisiting the books from my childhood. Um, and I think, as you say, um, with, a, with an adult view on them, they, they often give you uh, a much different perspective from, from what you remember as a kid. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, look, you know, today's podcast is obviously, you know, about your story, but it's got a bit of an investment tilt to it. Obviously, our podcast is around investing in, in your experience. And, you, you know, you've been really successful with building three businesses, um, um, you know, you're a single mum, one adult child. You're a current business owner now. You've said you lost one business along the way. You survived the GFC. You know, so much experience here and, and this story that you've lived through. Um, yeah, I'd love to 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 know what what lessons you have for others like you who are setting out to, you know, to start a business or investing and and might be in a similar situation to you at the start of their career or middle of a career or end of their yeah. career. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's interesting. You know, when I kind of first started my business I didn't really have any other investments I didn't own a house um, you know I sort of came over here from New Zealand with some money in my bank account but that was about it because I was you know 26 um, and I'd you know I'd finished uni for a couple of years and been working so um, you know I didn't start a business with any money Um, and um, so I think initially, you know, I didn't have an, an advisor. I didn't have an accountant. I just started my business and um, fortunately I had a business partner. Uh, so it really wasn't until I guess a couple of years after I had my son that I really started thinking at all about, um, you know, managing my money even in the most basic way because I was totally focused on my business yeah. And that made money and I reinvested in it and um, I, I managed to have enough money to, um, you know, invest in it or buy, buy a home. And that was the complete extent of my financial management. Yeah. Um, and I guess for many that's, you know, for many people that's, that's the default position, particularly if you're starting a business. Um, yeah. And it really wasn't until I was in my early 40s that I decided that I thought I probably should get some um, professional advice. Um, so um, probably like most people do, I asked around my friends and asked them who they were using and um, got referred to somebody. Um, and that started my, I guess, my more proactive approach to um, managing my financial life. So, yes. you know, maybe it sounds quite old, but I would have, yeah, so I was probably in my late 30s by the time I really decided that I needed to do something and get professional help. Yeah. And then how did you, you know, seek that help at the time? Was it, was it through an accountant or an advisor or a friend? Like who did you, who did you reach out yeah, to? Yeah, look, um, I, um, I actually was thinking about this. I think it was actually through a referral of a friend. Yeah. You know, I knew, you know, I, I asked several of my friends. If I guess first up, I asked several of my friends if they, could recommend anybody and most of my friends didn't have professional advice financial advice Mm. and I think one or two of them did and so I think I followed up on 
those recommendations and chose somebody. But um, I kind of didn't do much research into the person I chose. Um, turned out to be a good decision, but it equally might not have been. Mm. Um, so I guess I really strongly relied on the referral recommendation from someone that I trusted. Yeah, yeah. And look, that's what um, hopefully for most people that works out uh, to be the right uh, step forward. My um, my own mother was, uh, you know, I think I've shared this story before, she received pretty poor advice and sort of led yeah. me into the industry. Um, so it's always, I think, um, you know, have you found it, I suppose, as a as a single mom and a, and a female running businesses, have you found the industry as experienced? Do you think the industry has served you well or the things that should be doing better for someone like, like you? Um, I guess I've got a, I've got a, a mixed response to that. Um, mm. So, so I'll get through the, the not so complimentary one first. Um, <laughs> I was advised, I was advised to set up a self-managed super fund. Yep. And, um, now knowing what I know, that was probably not the best advice for me. Mm. Um, because it's possible that I really wouldn't have ever really potentially had the um, investable money that would make that a really viable option. Mm. Um, um, on the flip side of that, um, I've subsequently changed financial advisors and um, am very happy um, mm. with the one that I have. Um, and and I guess my learnings out of that is that um, I guess I, I was perhaps too prepared to um, pass over the responsibility for understanding um, money and finance to an advisor, whereas if I was talking to a younger me now, I'd say, actually, it's not that scary. Um, there, are, there are tools and information and stuff out there, and it's like anything. Um, the more you educate yourself, the better off you'll be able to make decisions in your best interests rather than outsourcing it all to an advisor. Mm. Yeah, it's a really good point. You do have to be armed with um, some good information and, and that's sort of, you know, I suppose the next question that leads to that is where do you where do you go for that information? How do you know when you're in the in the books and the publishing world and how do you know when you're in, you know, the source you're going to is the right source or, um, is, you know, it's got the right information for you? That's part of the challenge, especially with the, the advent of so much information available online and now there's, you know, influencers and TikTok advisors and all these sorts of things going on. Uh, makes it even harder, perhaps. But um, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, very good, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny that I know someone who's a really reliable person who's just written a book about this very subject. <laughs> um, uh, I think, but I think you make a really valid point that there is so much information out there. Um, it's really difficult to know who to trust. Um, and, and, and what information is going to be useful and relevant to you. Um, I, I guess having worked with you and, and some other people around the financial advice area, I mean, at a most basic level, you've got to be getting advice from someone who's a, um, who's a registered financial advisor. Yeah. Um, and and probably, it's, you know, it's nothing's fail-safe, but if you certainly look at some of these... Um, you know, influences online and, and people who, plenty of people who have written books but aren't, uh, aren't professional financial advisors. Mm. Um, you know, would you go to a doctor who wasn't a professional doctor? Um, 
would you use a car mechanic who wasn't a proper car mechanic you know i mean people may choose to do that but the the risks you run um and we've seen some of those um you know more recently um where you know people have lost their life savings so so um i i guess how would i you know how would i sort it out all out i'd I'd certainly be checking the bona fides and the credentials of the people providing the advice. Yeah. And 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 if they're not a, um, I don't know quite all the technical terms, but if they're not a registered financial advisor or or are they, you know, they, I know there's a site that you can go to online to check that. Um, I w- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be listening to them, quite frankly. Mm. Um, because you know everybody's got a view about what you should buy, what you shouldn't buy, should you buy shares, should you go into crypto? I mean, there's any number of people with a view about it. But, um, I mean, I guess in a, and in a way they tend to be very reactive things, whereas I've certainly looked at over the years that you need to take a longer-term view. Hmm. Um, and that involves understanding your own risk profile, your own goals and objectives, and and like most things in life, setting a plan to achieve them and you really need to talk to somebody who's a professional to help you through that yeah 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 it's a good point and um it, it is it, it can be very challenging for those who don't have someone they can sort of lean on to get a, a nice recommendation and unfortunately in the past it was a bit of luck the industry's getting a lot better it's a big um you know a big part of our our suppose mission to try and make some of that information more accessible and more available so people can find um, more honest, independent information because today, even despite the heavy regulation, there's people advertised in the, uh, in the financial press daily who, um, you know, next week are, are suddenly being uh, hauled over the coals, by, so to speak, by um, the regulators, but no one knows about it. And some very big names in the industry uh, are now sort of being kicked out. But um, for those people who went down that path because they saw them advertised in the papers, um, you know, fell into a trap. So... It's a, it's a, it's getting better, but there's still some, there's still some um, big warning signs out there that people need to be aware of. Yeah, and and I think they also, there's an asymmetry of information. So I think a lot of the people, well, not a lot, but you know, some people who market well in the financial services or financial advice area, um, potentially either are not or are registered. But um, if they've got slick advertising, they tend to suck people in because. You know, a lot of people feel that they it's too complicated for them to understand and and they don't really know that, in fact, it's not that hard. You need help and advice, but um, that if you spent just a little bit of time educating yourself, you'd be in a better position to to be able to select a good financial advisor and then listen and interpret what what they're sharing with you to make your own decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my compliance um, manager, who's been around the industry for a long time, he has a a, a, a sad statistics, but it, it's, it's he sort of looks at the um, so the various industry awards, which are all self promotion awards, and yeah, and the number of them who have been the best advisor in the country, which is a bit of a joke because they sort of pay for that. How many of them have actually been fallen over and been yeah. <laughs> investigated and kicked out of the industry? So, um, but you know, if you're a, a, an innocent person thinking, "Oh well, I should go with someone who's winning the award as the best absolutely you know, financial planner," then um, and they're on Sky Sport, um, you know, Sky News, then surely they're good. And then it turns out that in three, you know, six months time they're in jail. Well, uh, and there's been a very recent case of that. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's hard. Like it, it's really hard for people out there to to know who to trust. 
yeah and yeah. and i think but the, i think going back to that point and and it's one of the reasons i actually enjoyed well, one of the many reasons i enjoyed working with you on your book was because i learned a lot you know hmm. um and and um and i'm keen to learn and it doesn't mean for a moment that i'm an expert but it it gave me some more um i guess more confidence about understanding a little bit more about some really simple kinds of um, approaches and um, some of the terminology that's used and, and some of the thinking behind it. So I think this thing around um, not being so scared to start learning and, um, and a book and your book and, and, uh, and others provided there from reputable people are, are a good way to start that process. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Jackie, um, this has been really helpful. I hope everyone who's listening to this is getting a lot out of your experience and, and your knowledge. And, um, and, and our books are a big part of sharing that knowledge. If there was a, I suppose, a, um, and I'm sort of throwing this at a bit of a, a new question to you, but it sort of came to me then. If there was, a, if there was an ideal book that um, needed to be out there in industry, well, you know, what, would it, what would it be? What, what should it cover? I mean, it's a, it's a hard one perhaps to answer in one sentence. But, you know, if you're thinking about all the, you've got a very good insight into the, financial industry and you've interviewed a lot of people is there is there a topic or is there or maybe there's already a book already written not, not, not mine but um <laughs> that that would you say look that's what people need you know like the industry loves talking about itself this is what actually people need to read about is that is that um and well interesting i hadn't really thought about that but i guess actually given that i have a 26 year old son i think it would be great if there was a book that um would appeal and that maybe it can't for someone that age um you know people in their mid-20s i mean if i knew what i knew now when i was in my mid-20s i i would be in a different position i'm not in a bad position now but i'd perhaps be in a different one i would have made better informed decisions earlier yeah um and um so having not really, as I said at the beginning of, of this chat, you know, I really didn't start thinking about um, my financial well-being and planning and investment until my mid to late 30s. So if I'd had a 10-year um, head start on that, you know, I, I think um, I would have made different and better decisions. And, and I think a really basic part of understanding that is... Um, understanding my own financial profile and my appetite for risk, um, which for me is quite low, even though I've started three businesses. Um, but also that, that the sooner you start doing that, the, the, the better off you'll be, particularly in Australia with compulsory superannuation. Mm. Um, so I think a book that appealed to younger people um, and provided with them with some some really helpful concepts and knowledge around um, their financial future and, and what small steps and things they could take, start taking straight away um, and what that would look like and help them do later on would be, I think, would be a fantastic book. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a really good idea. I mean, we've somehow got a, you know, in, in your in mid-20s, there's such an opportunity to get started. But, um, Absolutely. The industry, the industry uh, right now even is, you know, every bus that goes past has got a new trading app and and you read about all the, you know, the mid-20s who are trading and all online, they've been working from home. But we know from the evidence that that doesn't work But the and, and that they're falling into the same trap that we all fell into. Just we had to do it the hard way and had to call up a broker and lose our money that way. They're now able to lose their money <laughs> online. And, and um, 
you know, and so, you know, I did that. I lost money and, and regretted it and thought, imagine that money, I'll just put it in a nice long-term investment. It'd be worth so much more now that it was worth zero because I punted on a, on a silly stock. And, and now we're seeing them be able to do that through their super fund. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, the learning experience is you sort of have to lose money before you know where to go. And if we could avoid that, we could, for that generation, we could say, hey, you don't need to, you don't need to go through the same pain we went through. We've, the, the evidence is there. You don't need to worry about all that. The industry is going to tell you to trade and to open up these accounts and trade like crazy. But it doesn't really work. You know, it, it's gambling. Um, but you've got to get that message through because they, you know, they want to feel like that's part of the fun and the excitement of it all. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should have a chat about that offline. But, but, yeah. but cracking that nut, I think, would be, uh, I think that's the book or that's the thing that's missing. Mm. Um, that is probably most needed and that would be most beneficial. And, you know, I talked to my son and a lot of his mates, they're going into a completely different environment than us. I mean, most of them are never going to have a full-time job. They'll be on contract or gig work and have multiple jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them will have, su you know, super attached. A lot of them won't be because that's what contract and gig work is. Um, a lot of them are paying off hex debts can't afford to get into the house market. Um, those, those, they've got quite different financial pressures from us even in their early 20s. Um, and that's a bit, that's quite scary for a lot of them. So I think a lot of them are just wondering, thinking that they'll never get on top of their financial investment future, um, which is really sad in a way. Um, that they're almost, they're kind of opting out thinking, well, I'll, I'll, I'll speculate now because I'm not going to have any money anyway. Um, so I think trying to help help them and come up with some ideas and solutions um, that recognise their um, their situation would be really great. Yeah, great idea. I'm, uh, could be <laughs> I don't know someone who could write that, Nigel. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Look, Jackie, it's been it's been wonderful. Um, as always, speaking to you, but um, getting more about your story to, to share and putting it out there is, um, is a really thank you for that. Uh, to all our listeners, um, Jackie, as I said in the intro, thebookadvisor.com.au, if you are thinking about a book or, or, or writing a book, you must speak to Jackie. Her vision is to change the world one book at a time. I really believe you are doing that, Jackie. You're a wonderful person and lovely to uh, been, been lovely to work with you. Hopefully I can uh, write some more books with yours. <laughs> but, um, before we close off, are there any final final comments from you? Um, no, look, I'm, and again, I think um, for me, um, it's never too late to kind of get your head around your financial future wherever you are in your, in your life journey. Um, and And I think just... Taking that first step is like anything, getting over the fear that you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but, you know, pick up the phone and talk to you or your team or, or some, you know, somebody that's highly recommended that you trust um, because um, it's, it's so important to your future happiness and, and security for you and your family um, that it's, 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 it's something that's really important for everybody, no matter where you are on life's journey. Yeah. True. Well, for everyone, I will have all the links here, and um, I hope you don't mind, Jackie. If obviously your links are there for people to contact you, if they oh, not um, a problem. want to follow up. But um, thanks so much. It's it's been it's been great to uh, interview you, and um, look forward to speaking to you soon. Oh, I hope so, Nigel, and um, stay safe and warm. Yes, you too. Thanks, Jackie. Bye bye.
These podcasts are general in nature. And what does that mean? Well, it means all the information in this podcast doesn't take into account any of your personal circumstances. So it can only be taken in general. It's not trying to give you specific advice. Um, There are no mention of products or anything like that. But if there were, you would need to go and read all the product disclosure statements necessary for that particular product. We interview people and their opinions are their own. They're not giving you advice either. So if you want more information, please reach out to us. If you need personal advice, please seek uh, an independent qualified advisor or visit our website, www.archcapital.com.au. Thanks. Thank you.